Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. We got this question in our Instagram DMs and I thought it would spark a really good conversation for the podcast. So it says, hi, Jenna, I was wondering if you could touch on this in one of your podcasts. I feel like everyone says you have to do something to serve others. That is what will bring inner fulfillment. But sometimes I then feel like I have to do something within the health and well-being space for it to be meaningful, like a coach or something. Can you still serve others if you work in business? Okay, I think this question is really important to cover perhaps now more than ever, because it's interesting, right? The people that talk about serving others are in the health and wellness space. And so then when we are looking to um, others for direction, sometimes it's really easy to feel like we have to do similar to what they're doing in order to be doing what they tell us to be doing. So it's interesting because I think we need to re-understand service consciousness is just at the at the when you boil it down to the root it's just about adding value to other people's lives helping their lives be better in the way that you're really good at helping their lives be better so for example creating the iphone was obviously a huge service to people making someone's home more beautiful is doing a service to them it's adding it's it's you making a contribution in the way that you're really skilled at now, if everybody just tried to do service in the very basic way of health and wellness, not basic being bad, but basic just being obvious, then we wouldn't be able to add value to other people's lives in all the other ways that we add value to other people's lives. So it's really interesting because it's more about the attitude that you bring to whatever it is you're about to do, meaning that if you are a writer, are you writing, um, you know, are you just kind of sitting on your writing and doing nothing with your writing? Or are you getting clear on what potential that could add to someone else's life and then acting on it, right? Because you care about bringing something to someone else's life. And it's not that, you know, we also want to get rid of the, the shadow side of serving others, which is like having a Messiah complex, right? Like no one is here to save the world. It's not your job to save the world. And nor is it your job to decide that you're here to completely transform someone else's life. The right people that need you will be brought to you and they have to be ready as well. So, you know, whatever industry you're in, there is a way to do it where you're clear. And when you're taking action, you're clear on how exactly you're benefiting someone else. If you're selling them a piece of art, you're benefiting them. You know, if you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it with service consciousness of let me, I, I love making people's homes more beautiful. I love giving them things that they love looking at. Then that almost enhances what you're doing then with the attitude of like, let me get a quick buck out of them. And by the way, we talk about this often 
that in the health and wellness space, there is a lot of not service consciousness. There's a lot of let me sell people, you know, quick things and running out fast and hurry up and buy this thing that's super expensive. And you need this to be able to be, you know, a functioning human being or a worthy human being. And so, you know, just I, I say that to basically bring down this idea that um, health and wellness is always serving people and also that it's the only way to serve people well and it's the intention behind what you're doing anyways like someone can look on the outside like they're in quotes serving people but if their intentions on the back end are not are not that Mm. are they actually serving people and then my question here is are we actually all supposed to care about serving people Mm. Because I know, and here's what makes me think of that question, Mm -hmm. is I know there's like transpersonal and personal profiles. And Mm -hmm. I know that doesn't have to, that doesn't specifically tie to serving people. But you know, maybe you can explain this better, but that's kind of what's popping into my head of, are we actually all supposed to be wanting to serve people in the way that maybe this person is asking this question? Mm. Well, I think that's a really good nuance to make because people who are here with a personal karma it's that their karma is to transform themselves. Whereas people with a transpersonal karma are here much more for, um, it's a much more interactive karma. The focus of their karma is a lot more about how they affect others. But what she's saying is that serving others brings inner fulfillment. And I think Mm. on that level, it's about the fact that we our self-esteem goes up when we feel like we've made a contribution to the world. Or not Again, when I say the world, I never mean like, you know, mass consciousness and mass this and whatever. Like just to the outside world, we've added, we've, we've deposited, right? We've given more than we've received. Yeah. We have used our gifts to put out something, whether it's, you know, even if you're just someone who... Um, even if you're a mother and you feel like that's your purpose and you're doing something and you're adding and it, there's a creativity to it where you witness your own making something new out of something that was lesser than it was before you touched it. That's what gives us the self-esteem and the fulfillment. You know what I mean? So it's not about having this grand purpose. It's not even about having a purpose that is so obviously about serving others and like improving other people. It's about like, you know, are you someone's assistant and you make their job like freaking so much better? You know what I mean? And you do a great job of doing what you're really good at or you're an amazing weather girl. You know what I mean? Whatever it is you're doing, that's adding value from a truly economic perspective, right? Let's just take morality out of it. Let's take spirituality out of it. Let's take it from like a purely energetic transaction. Are you depositing something in the outside world if not every day on the regular, more than you are expecting, sitting around waiting for the world to give you fulfillment, waiting for the world to make you happy, waiting for something to just drop out of thin air, wishing and hoping and manifesting from your couch, but nothing happening, kidding yourself, sitting in your own delusions, creating, buying into all these stories that you just have to believe you're worthy and then everything will happen, right? All of that is this expectation of receiving rather than focusing on what are my gifts and how do I apply them? whether it's that's to one person in a huge way, whether that's to a million people in a tiny way, right? Like if you've invented a safety pin that hasn't maybe like 
oh my God, my life was so much better because the safety pins exist. But imagine how many people's lives are incrementally better because of the safety pin or made their lives easier because of a safety pin or provided a practical solution from something, right? So it's not necessarily like I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to change your entire life and look at me being this amazing transformational, you know, guru in your life. It's like, if I'm really fascinated by fireplaces and I've, invent, I've invented a way better fireplace than used to exist beforehand, that is adding measurable economic value and perceived value to other people's lives, right? And perceived value is what creates economic value to something anyway. It's not how much I'm telling you the fireplace is worth. It's how much you assess the fireplace, how much you want to buy it for, how much you value it, right? Compared to the old thing. So that's what makes us feel good. Is it so it's almost expanding our perspective of what we see as service Mm -hmm. like we're just like categorizing it as looking like a spiritual thing to serve people. Mm -hmm. So if I'm I mean it sounds also like this person asking this question because she's saying what makes me think I have to work in this industry and can I do it in this under other industry it's like how do we find out for ourselves if that is if we want to feel fulfilled and we want to feel like we're serving people like how do we find out what that looks like for ourselves like Mm. our process for that. And it sounds crazy because ironically, you find your perfect service by selfishly what you're interested in. So for this person, she was saying she loved, she wanted it in business, right? Without necessarily thinking about serving people, you're already kind of doing that when you figure out who your customer is, what your customer wants. You put the customer first, right? Everyone who's successful in business is already doing so with a service consciousness, especially if they've if they've managed to be successful in a long term way, right? Like not people who kind of just like come and go, because mm-hmm. that would be more reliant of like smash and grab type of consciousness. And you know, let me just quickly come in and pillage people for you know whatever it is that you know good marketing and blah blah blah. But people who've been in consistent in business are thinking about what the customer wants. And addressing somehow, giving the customer what they need, right? So that's the tagline of Amazon. That's Jeff Bezos's big thing is the customers always come first. And that's service consciousness. He's not sitting there, you know, <laughs> in orange robes, like cross-legged on them. And maybe he is, but he's not coming at that from this like almost like martyrish type of place of like, I'm here to save the world, you know? And again, I'm removing morals out of it. I don't know his full story. I don't know the back end of Amazon. I'm just giving an example Example. of like, when you give people things that they want and that make their lives better, you are not the person to judge whether they value that or not. You're just the person to judge that if you really want to make paper clips and other people are buying them, that tells you all you need to know. Mm, interesting the 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 economics of free will are based on free will right because we live in a free will society we live in a free economy explain what you mean by that so we're not living in um a communist country where everyone can only buy one type of paperclip one type of butter you know our choices are limited um and i'm not saying that everything is completely free here either but we have the customer has choice. Mm. We are free to make new things to a, to a greater degree than, you know, has ever been known in history. And um, we have so much choice, right? So why are we spending more time on TikTok? Because we're getting something out of it, right? Now, 
that brings in a second layer of like, that's where the spirituality comes in because we can be selling people a lot of stuff that keeps them small and stuck and in fear and in this and in that. But at the end of the day, that's still that person's free will and choice, right? Until we decide on a mass level that we are ready for things that really truly feed us on a soul level, there will always be demand for other things that we may judge from a spiritual perspective and say, well, we're wanting it for the wrong reasons, but that doesn't matter. People still need to consume uh, things that are um, perpetuating fear because that is their that is their baseline of their physiology, of their hormonal state. And so they're looking to perpetuate that to keep themselves safe, right? It's not our job to say, well, you shouldn't be consuming this or you shouldn't be. We have to honor where everyone is at their level. And again, the market tells us exactly what people are wanting. For whatever reasons, the markets don't tell a lie. Yeah. So I would say the best type of way that you can serve people is really to try and give them things that you know are not going to be um, feeding the more negative parts of them. Let's say, for example, if you really want to take it up a notch and things that are really going to add value to their lives. And that doesn't matter if it's a beautiful business that makes artificial flowers or if it's a health product, right? Because who are you to decide that you can't even predict how much effect and how much value and how many people are going to want what it is you're doing, especially if you are striving to make whatever you do be the most top quality, most excellent. Try and make it in a way that people can get the most value out of it instead of, oh, we'll just make it the cheap thing and call it the most amazing product, but it's not really. You know, if you really start to care about, let's take the artificial flowers example, we want ones that are going to last. We want to make sure that, you know, uh, they're not going to be wilted in too much uh, exposure to sunlight, for example, or let's make them really, you know, let's make them exceed people's expectations, right? If you do that, you're always going to win. So business in many ways is the ultimate way and health and wellness, that's still a business that you'd be specializing in. Business will tell you whether you're adding value to people's lives or not. The free market doesn't lie. So what you're saying is, if you want to serve via the avenue of business, it's about basically the consciousness that you bring to the thing that you create because through businesses, we can create opportunities and things that will actually raise people, like increase mm -hmm. people's consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that starts with the person who's creating the thing and bringing it to the market. And especially if it's, I'm like reiterating yeah. what you're saying, but like calculating yeah. it in my head, mm. um, especially if the thing that you're creating in your business is super aligned for you, because mm. that's what's going to have the most impact, right? Yes. And imagine if you're the one it's super aligned for, you're the best qualified person to take that thing, that area, that industry up a notch. Mm. So again, it's like the universe has assigned us with the perfect skills and the perfect gifts that we need to be able to fulfill our highest alignment and make the world better. And think about like even improving people's quality of life. Like we underestimate that so much but those little things make such a difference imagine being able to make a more beautiful space that people live in for relatively not expensive right those things add up to our life living in a more beautiful home gives you more inspiration makes you feel better about yourself you feel lighter you feel freer you enjoy your your daily life more right and that's every single day maybe that isn't changing someone like a tony robbins on a stage giving someone an aha moment but 
you aren't to judge, how can you measure that anyway? Someone having one aha moment versus living in a home that they love and feel beautiful in every day, like they're both equally valuable, right? And differently valuable to different people and different people are in different places in their life where they need one more than the other, right? It's not our job to figure out the extent or who it's going to serve and when. It's our job to almost put ourselves in our shoes of our customer and do what's best for them. And listen, even if you don't have, you know, we're talking a lot about business, right? But think about working in a company, right? Your customer is your employer. Your customer is your team. Mm. It's how are you adding value to them? Your home, your kids are your customer. You know what I mean? The receiver, your customer, the receiver of your gifts, whoever you are adding and making a contribution to, whoever's life you are lifting up in some small way where you're adding something that wasn't there before, whether that's a paperclip, whether that's a hug, whether that's an I believe in you, whether that's letting your kids, you know, be aligned to their design more than trying to make them like yours, you know, it's those moments where we feel good about ourselves. And that's what I loved about this question is like, it's what she knows it's inner fulfillment is it's not about even how much the effects have on other people. It's about who you become when you witness yourself doing that and you feel so good and you feel so in your power and your gifts and so capable every time you make a contribution. And then imagine doing that every single day of your life, how much more confident you become when you flex your gifts. No matter what scale the uh, the effect or like impact is, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. whether it's just your kid in your mm-hmm. house or whether it's you know, selling to a million people, Mm -hmm. which I think is why you always bring it back to these basics of like, if you understand how you work, Mm -hmm. what you're gifted at and those things, Mm. understanding that is what puts you in a position to experience that fulfillment and then by then, then serve people. And trust me, if you're really good at something and you become excellent at it, if the universe is not going to only let you serve one person for very long, so it just isn't it just isn't it needs all the excellent people and it's going to use you it's going to put you on team it's going to place you in opportunities and right time right places that are going to mean that the effects of what you add value um to can be so much more open and you can expose yourself to so many more things so it's almost like Wherever you are now, think of it as your incubator that you get to practice all your gifts on and then just let the universe keep on blowing it open and blowing it open and blowing it open. Amazon didn't start off as Amazon. They started off as just selling books. He must have done a good enough job of that in order to get to the next level and then the next level and then the next level. And that's why, you know, for us, when we look at, when we remember the stuff we're gifted at, that's what's so important about human design is like, the things you do so easily that you don't even value is serving others, right? If you're really good at explaining things in a certain way, in a very left brain way, you think everybody's good at that, but they aren't, right? And so when you can bring that to whatever you're doing right now, that's how you add value to whatever you're doing right now. Bonus points, if it's something you're really interested in, that's where alignment comes in. But you're bringing your gifts to whatever your passion or your fascination is. Your gifts are the things that give you a different spin on it and then use that as your cocoon, your practice, right? The universe, when you get really good at it, that area, that cocoon is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because it can't not, especially now, especially now when we are at this turning point of 
just blind consumerism and treating the consumer like they're stupid and just trying to plunder them for a quick buck and talking to them like they're just sheep. You know what I mean? Instead of actually let me go above and beyond and give them something that they didn't even know they wanted or they couldn't even expect to ask for, right? When you go way above someone's expectations, of course they're going to want whatever it is you're offering, right? So, you know, and I talk about this often as well, like the attitude of excellence and bringing an energy of excellence to whatever you do, because you aren't going to stay, it's not going to let you stay quiet for very long if you're excellent at whatever it is you're doing. And so you don't even have to figure out how to serve people. It doesn't have to be this obvious way of serving people. If you're creating a mineral water, you know, it's not about, oh, how am I going to serve people? Of course, it's wonderful if you are like, I really want to, you know, how can we reinvent this and how can I make this the best? Or how can I serve a specific type of person who needs a different kind of mineral water or whatever it is? But also just keeping on doing something that you know how to do really well and doing it to the best of your abilities and then making sure that, you just do that day after day after day after day. That's how you're going to serve people. Yeah, it's like for with a mineral water example, it's not like you have to overtly approach that as we need to make mineral water that serves people. It's like, no, that under layer of the way that you go about that is what will ultimately, ultimately serve people. It's like not you have to have this like service or mm. philanthropic mm-hmm. attachment to your no. mineral or water that makes it serve people. Like no. no, you creating from the ground up in you and your foundation of underneath what you create mm. with excellence. That's what will serve people. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's amazing that um, a lot of businesses now have these like side initiatives where it's like a $1 for everything goes to whatever but you shouldn't be doing that at the expense of or to justify the lack of serving who your actual buying customer is to that's that's never not important so it's it's really interesting because I think that everyone should work with service consciousness but I'm really glad to have the opportunity to reframe this because I think it is so misunderstood and I do think that everybody thinks they need to become a coach to feel good about what they do or to feel like they're helping others and they're really not, you know? And and for many people, they actually are better off finding something else that they find really aligned. But just right now, because health and wellness and spirituality are blowing up, it's like that's the only thing that we think is an option to us. Whereas actually you're so much better off if you're taking a chance on something that is so random and so small, but you're really fascinated by and really good at. And then you'll wind up serving more people that way than you would if you were just trying to do what everyone else is doing right or just serving in the only ways that you know there's a lot of fronting in this ritual industry where it's like look how much I'm you know sacrificing myself for others or serving others or look how sanctimonious I am where it really is doing people a disservice so if you are in that industry I think it's important to very much remind people that you serve that you're also human because you don't also want to be responsible for roping people into thinking that the only way that they can be like superhuman is by becoming, you know, going into this kind of space, because that's certainly not the case. And I also think that the whole industry could do with a dose of just like, we could just sober ourselves down a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's not, no one's here, no one's going to save the world. No one is here to be holier than thou. No one has, you know, all the answers, that's for sure. Everybody on this planet has a little bit more of an answer and a little bit more of one area than everyone else, which is why we all need each other. And, you know, 
everything at the end of the day can be done in a spiritual way and everything can be done in an unspiritual way, including the spiritual industry and including business and including anything else. So one is about adding value. And then a separate thing is the the integrity and kindness and, and consciousness that you want to bring to the way that you do things, you know? Um, and if you can master those two, then please, by God, like start a sweetener company or work for a dentist or become a dentist um, and watch yourself soar, guaranteed, especially in the new paradigm um, for people that have um, listened to that uh, that course, that talk we recently just did, which is all about the tools on how to adjust to this changing world we're going into is like there are no other guarantees, you know, Um your two things that you just cannot have taken away from you are your thoughts and your intentions and your consciousness. Well, that's three, but they're all, you know. So, you know, invest into those more than you invest into anything else. And um, that's really the only formula that is going to bring you alignment, you know. And if anybody is curious about the new paradigm course that you're talking about, it's available on our website, myhumandesign.com. There's the original new paradigm that you filmed in, was it 2018? Yeah. And then you just did a live talk um, in this January, 2023 about, um, it's called the new paradigm live event. So yes. if you're more curious about that topic, it's on the website. Yeah. <laughs>